All right, welcome to the Pocahontas. I'm Garrett. I'm JC. All right, so today we're just gonna be kind of talking about Pocahontas, but maybe less specific, and maybe just to kind of go around the things that she represents. So. Uh, to start off what we're talking about today, uh, JC, would you like to start us off with what you're going to talk about Most or if you want me to? All right. So what I came up with was the beauty of Pocahontas's original photo was, and um, I kind of want to look into it because uh, I know in today's society we have a kind of a fight about westernized beauty and um, what if it stemmed from this one drawing? Uh, what if we traced it to that? So to kind of describe that drawing, it's Pocahontas, but she's wearing kind of the stereotypical European, Victorian kind yeah. of era high collar thing. And they even did like the only indigenous characteristics of hers is her nose and right. her cheekbones. That's it. Everything else was like smothered to fit it. And then they even did like a painting of it, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They said she looked like a. Uh, a Spaniard with like dark skin. Right. Um, she don't look like the their ideas of an indigenous person, mm-hmm. which is you know crazy. So they painted her white though, like she looks European, other than her nose and her high cheekbones. That's it. Hmm. Well, that what's also interesting to me about that is just the fact that she's not. I mean, maybe this is kind of mean, but she's not beautiful in a weird way yeah she's kind of like she's a little bit weird looking yeah i mean maybe if she was real and you'd, you'd kind of it'd be a lot better but just in that drawing it almost no she just kind of looks strange because we're so used to pocahontas from disney yeah who is like a supermodel yeah well and the thing that i was thinking about is like well what if they like you know and i say photoshop in quotes because that wasn't a thing but right. what if they did photoshop her so much that she looked awkward because her photo does not like look right. No. And um, I was even looking like, I think Charles the third or the second, I believe had, you know, all these mistresses and whatever, and he would get them painted and they were considered the most beautiful women of Europe, but they were modified to like a whole extreme and all their photos look the same. It's a different person, but all their photos look the same. Yeah, that is a, whoops. Europe, particularly, has always had like an interesting uh, interpretation of beauty. Yeah, I mean, th- these are the same people that painted their faces white and then died of lead poisoning. But yeah, well, and I know one of the common things in all the, I think there was nineteen paintings total, and one everything one that was common in everything was a double chin. That was considered beautiful. So, which now in our days, if you have yeah. double chin, you ASAP surgery right now yeah i think i i had heard at some point that being fat in those days were it was um, like a sign of wealth or yeah it was like a sign of wealth it was like a good thing which is like okay that's an interesting little bit of a turnaround there yeah. in culture and not too dissimilar with what i was going to talk about i, I kind of just was interested in the Native Americans, American Indians, um, that are living on reservations. Mm -hmm. Because so much when we think about Native Americans or American Indians, whichever 
term you like to use, is positive here anyway. Yeah. Like in the South, it's almost like everyone has a claim to fame mm-hmm. by being Indian. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I have 2% Indian yeah. blood in me. Mm-hmm. Let me just go put on my um, headdress and put my dream catcher above my bed and all this. Um, it's just this weird sense of pride. And I mean, I, I've, I've even seen this in my family because, I mean, I had a 23andMe done mm-hmm. and I was only, I think, 0.2% Native American, mm-hmm. according to that. And I was like, that's not right at all. Because first of all, I'm like looking at my skin tone and my high cheekbones and like everything. I'm like, going, I have a lot more than that. And also my dad talks about uh, like uh, his great grandmother, I think maybe grandmother was full-blooded and that's just one side of his family. Another side of his family has another full-blooded somewhere. So it kind of shocked me when I kind of heard about that this pride isn't universal across the United States. Um, That in a lot of the Midwest and uh, even the Dakotas and all these other places in the West, you know, obviously stops along the Trail of Tears. Um, Their perception is not that great. And also how they are is not that great. And it's it's so interesting because it's like, it was shocking to see that suicide rates Mm -hmm. are through the roof there. I mean, I think it's almost like 50% on the reservation. It's like suicide rates. I think it's like 40%. Let's see, it's, um, well, you are 2.4 times more likely to know somebody um, who has committed suicide, like whether they're a friend or family member. The also interesting thing is uh, the most, uh, well, not most, but a, a vast majority in the sense of it is scary that this is happening is 35.7% of all native suicides are the ages between 10 and 24. And it's young. That is our age range. That is anywhere between a third grader and a college senior. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. Which, this sounds bad, but I I almost understand it maybe by the time you're in your 20s. It's still really young, but... 10 years old, at 10 years old, they're already just seeing life as not worth living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is insane. I mean, I'm sure that the 10-year-olds are kind of a smaller portion yeah. of that. But yeah. still, that's like, that is unusual. Well, and one thing that I, you know, know just from reading about it is um, I follow this kid on Instagram and his name is Little Native Boy. I don't know if you know him or not. No. But he lives on a reservation, and he raises money to get, you know, clean water going and stuff. But he says, like, I think that's one out of every three Native American girls have been or will be uh, raped or sexually assaulted. And everyone knows somebody who has. And it's never by them. A lot of it is by people outside of the camps who have. So it's, like, really insane. So that might be a factor for it because they don't have police. Uh, there's no, like, there's no hospitals. Well, there is, but it's very far away. There's no garbage. So 
Um, no running water. That was something. No electricity. That was something that I, I found not specifically with um, sex crimes, but um, there's this organization called the National Congress of American Indians, and they make reference to this study done in 1999 um, by the Department of Justice Analysts. And uh, that says American Indians are more likely than any other race uh, to experience violence at the hands of someone different, of a different race. Mm-hmm. Which is insane because we preach about them so much in our history classes. Right. But if you go and you look how we're treating them, they're, I think, one of the most poorest ethnicities ever. Oh, yeah. Like they're below poverty line, way below poverty line. Oh, yeah. And the, th- the thing that made this so interesting to me is because, not to undermine anything, but we talk so much about like, you know, African-American people mm-hmm. and how their rights have waned and poverty and crime and all mm-hmm. these things. We give that so much attention, but it's so interesting to me that while their history is valid and they were just abducted and brought yeah. here, yeah, we're somehow ignoring the people that were here the entire time mm-hmm. who are still basically a hundred years in the past, not in culture, but in treatment. Mm-hmm. That is, I don't know, that's just so well, interesting. And another thing to add to that is um, in the 1960s, it was considered charity if you adopted a Native American. Well, the reason why they got the Native Americans is because they were separating them from their families and sending them to schools that taught them to be American. Mm. And um, so you still see in our history the same pattern that we did. And another thing that I want to add is um, it kind of makes a good point that just talking about what we did isn't enough because, you know, we talk about um, the Trail of Tears. We know about that and we talk about it and we're sorry for it. However, they're still suffering. Yeah. And I feel like if, you know, people of color didn't fight for, you know, the civil rights and stuff. They had to physically go out and fight. That's how they got their rights. And you don't see the Native Americans doing that. And I'm not saying it's their fault, but I'm saying um, it just goes to show that talking about it really isn't enough. You have to go out there and fight for your equality. Like, it's literally about fighting for your rights. That's how you get your point in. And it, But it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are trying to make themselves known. And a lot of ways that they're trying to fight is most recently, well, it was a few years ago, but with uh, the Redskins, mm-hmm. the football team, and there was that ad and it was like Indians call themselves many things and then, but not, and then it shows the Redskins helmet. That same organization that I mentioned earlier um, has taken this initiative to basically just stop all mascotting of a American Indian, mm-hmm. rather it be Redskins or whatever. And it's been an interesting debate the past few years about this. But though they've said this, I did discover that apparently there was a poll done that say... Nine out of ten 
Native Americans don't care. I mean, they're just not offended by that name. Mm-hmm. They kind of see it as at least we're getting attention. Mm-hmm. Like someone is talking about us. Yeah. We're being celebrated in some aspect. The, the only thing, though, that, like, kind of irks me is, like, they've gotten to that point where they've accepted a racial slur as being rewarded. Oh, you hear me, but you're calling me a racial slur. Yeah. And that's kind of... Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, we talk so much about how, you know, the South, oh, the South loves this. And they do. Yeah. But, I mean, look at Dobbins Bennett. Look at Indians. the Indian front of Pratt's, you know. Or um, Cherokee um, down in Hawkins County and the, the Indians. Mm-hmm. and Or most recently in the Super Bowl, Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And it's like, is it so... And you see people, like cheerleaders at Dobbins Bennett wearing, you know, headdresses. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's such a sacred thing to, you know, this, it's in a way religious. And it's like, are we really, have we really learned, you know? Yeah. DB particularly has been in a controversy recently where they, I can't remember the chant because volunteer will sometimes do it too. Um, but it's something like um, put them in a TP and then burn the teepee uh-huh. essentially is what they're saying yeah it's like <laughs> what <laughs> it's like absolutely insane that we credit them you know oh they saved the pilgrims oh they yeah. taught us everything but let's put them below the poverty line let's make a racist mascot out of them let's you know do this. they're just alcoholics yeah. and, and um, I saw something, there was the red skin shirt with the mascot. Some person wore, not that, but it was like a, a white man and it said Caucasian and people got so offended by it. But he said, it's just the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's, 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 it's Caucasian. It's not a bad word. You know? right. Whereas the red skins, you know, but they got, they were like coming up to him. They're like, that's racist. You have to take that shirt off. However, if it was, you know, the red skin mascot, because it was just a revamp of the right. red skin mascot, just a white man. That was it. And people got really offended by it. So you can kind of see the lack of, or the more of the ignorance to that aspect. And yeah, it, it, it is really interesting though, is like how some people don't care, like how the, some of the Native Americans don't care and some of them do care. And, yeah. it, and it, I think it, just kind of, it may just go back to, you know, how far behind they are in civil rights. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure if you were to go back um, to the 50s, maybe to the 30s. It was charity work to adopt a native. And I think it was like 10 bucks if you adopted. Yeah. So, and that was in the 60s. That was. You have to imagine those, those poor kids were not treated probably right oh, at all. Oh, absolutely not. No. no. They weren't allowed to speak their language. They were. They had to, you know, forget the their, you know, rituals. They weren't allowed to talk to their parents. Um. So, and yeah. then they get, you know, they're brainwashed into being American, which I say in quotes. But then they're put into these actual schools and they're made fun of. They have to sit in the back of the class. They have to. They're considered to be. Oh, they're prominent for cheating. We have to seclude them. So. It's like they want them to be in society, but then when they get to society, they're like, oh, let's exclude them. We can't. No. 
Yeah, and it's like a diabolical tug of war. And something else that I I feel like can play into this is, and this is just something I thought about, not necessarily something I have a lot of information about, but the fact that, I mean, not to get too political, but just the fact of what's going on with our opinion of Mexico. Mm-hmm. What is Mexicans? Well, predominantly, they're brown people. Mm-hmm. Why are they brown? Because they are Native Americans. It's indigenous. Yeah. yeah, they're indigenous. And the only reason why we see like white Mexicans is because Spaniard invaded Mexico. Right. So I'm, uh, I just thought, I thought that was also interesting. The fact that it's more than just the people who happen to be in the United States. Yeah. It's also. Are we doing a it nation. globally? Are we doing it like? Are we hating on indigenous people globally? Like it makes you think of it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure, it's like not intentional, but there's enough of a pattern that it's like, uh, what are we doing? Yeah, and I think there's this overall opinion as with the uh, Native Americans that they're somehow primal. Mm-hmm. Like they're still using bow and arrows and riding horses and mm-hmm. all these things like you've seen in those old cowboy westerns. Which, by the way, I seen a comedian one time point out something about those and I was like, that makes sense. You know, we've heard about you know, those guys were actually white people just painted brown. But the fact that, you know, a cowboy gets shot and dies off his horse, he goes, boom. Yeah. And then if an Indian gets shot up his Indian, it's like, yay. Like, it's just like this weird like, sound. Like, you know, he's mentioning, like, can we all die the same? Yeah. But it's like a subtle way to show, like, we're different. Yeah. And also, there's something else I wanted to mention with this term Native American. That is something that I think that we've been uh, taught to say. Mm-hmm. Like, this, you know, obviously it's kind of a ridiculous concept called Indians because they're not from India. It yeah. was just Columbus or some settler somewhere just was too dumb to realize that these people are not mm-hmm. Indians. Um but I found it interesting to find that that's not actually their preferred title. They're not going to be offended if you call them Native American. It's not mm-hmm. improper. But they actually kind of like rather American Indian or Indigenous American. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Indigenous is, American sounds better, but it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why, like I was saying, Indigenous people. Right. Um, but it's just like, um, which wasn't Native American, like, condemned by people in power to kind of like, okay, let's not call them Indians, but let's yeah. smooth it out. And they did the same thing with African Americans, too. And a lot of, you know, people of color have been like, uh, not everybody's from Africa. Right, like, you'd be from <laughs> Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we say people of color, or now we're saying black, because you're black, well, you're white. And I think African American was an attempt not to say black. Yeah. But now we're just going back to black because it's kind of like. Yeah. But it's not, it's in the way you say it. Like now oh, it's yeah. being a positive right. thing rather than, oh, you know what I mean? But I think that was pretty interesting that 
the names that were supposed to call them was not created by them. It was created by the people who oppressed them to kind of be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to call you this now out of respect. And they're like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> it's still wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That economy of just what we call people is interesting. Just on the, on the African-American thing, mm-hmm. what do you call Idris Elba? He, he's a black guy, but he's from Britain. He's African European. African European or African English. That's what's so weird about uh, America, though, is like we're so used to mixed nationalities that you know, oh, being like pure one something is like, but you're yeah, actually like a, which may be why we see Native Americans as different. I don't know. I wonder because what they're, they're still they're what they were ten thousand years ago. There's just difference within the community, though. Like I know that. Wonder what kind of circled back a little with when Pocahontas went to Europe, what she was called, or if they she didn't was, call her anything. She was. Uh, they changed her name. It was Pocahontas, which means playful one, and it was by her dad. And then it was, I can't say it, it's M-O-A-S-A-K, I think, Musak. That's what the Englishman named her, Musak. And it meant something else, and I don't remember. But then they started calling her Rebecca. 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 So, (laughs) yeah. They really really took it to a whole new level um, with the most generalized name. That they could possibly strip all the indigenous out. <laughs> they said Rebecca was at that. That's that's what we're gonna call her. Um, but like, even when they were painting her, the artist commented on her nose, and he was like, uh, "It's so ugly. It doesn't fit our beauty." But he didn't change it. And then he said her high cheekbones. That's gonna out her. But he didn't change it. He did change her skin color, and he did change everything else about her. So the original photo is really not the original photo. It's like the version that they want you to see, which kind of sucks because that's how you're remembered yeah. throughout history. And then you just got revamped. Well. And probably not in a good way either. She doesn't look too pretty. No. no. <laughs> but it's funny to me about the nose thing is when you make fun of Europeans in general, well, particularly people from Britain. Um, most notably, it's bad teeth and their noses. Yeah. I just found that funny that, like, now we make fun of their noses. Mm-hmm. But back in Pocahontas' time. Well, even if you think about it, um, you know, we used to make fun of, you know, uh, people of color for their noses if it was wide, you know, you know, primitive aspects came out of it. Right. So, you know, did that sense of ideology come from that? And, you know, I was interested in that. So I looked up the percentage of, like, ethnicities who get nose jobs. Mm-hmm. And another interesting thing that I found was it's 70% of white people who get nose jobs. And I was like, oh, you know, back to what I was saying is, like, 19 portraits of his mistresses all look the same but never exactly like the mistress. They look like the same person, but never like the mistress. They changed everything about them, even though they were considered one of the most prettiest people in all of Europe. So it's like, did that come from that? 
we're Europeans just not happy with anybody and we're like, screw them all over? Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of the same kind of thing. Um, not everywhere, but I mean, even on a national level, you know, your Kardashians mm-hmm. are kind of the idea of what we should look like. Well, not we should look like, what women should look like. And also, just on a more personal level, I guess, is when I was at Gate City, mm-hmm. all the popular girls were, had their hair dyed blonde, like as blonde as they could get it. They all had spray tans. They all wore the same clothes. Like, it was literally like every single one of them looked exactly the same. When I moved from Florida, I'm used to all these different people. Right. And um, our idea of beauty wasn't really anything. You were just pretty if you were pretty. And mm. when I got up here, I mean, these girls were, you could tell it was a, a fake spray tan. Mm. And I think that their method was if it looks fake, the faker the better, basically. Because some of those girls would come in and they'd be chalky and orange. And I'm like, and they're like, this is exactly what I wanted. And then they go wash it off in the bathroom. And there's like orange stains all over the sink and blonde hair. And I was like, so it comes from a net, like the only real big factor in Florida was your tan. Right. And that was any race. If you got a tan, if we could see your tan lines, that was automatically attractive. And so it's really weird. But. <laughs> It's especially weird that they're using spray tans in Florida. I'm like, go outside. It's good weather well, all the time. They weren't using spray tans in Florida. That's up here that they were using the spray tan. Oh. The chalkier, the better. Oh, so okay. in Florida, you got that natural tan. Tan lines were wanted. And then I get up here, and everybody's blonde. Yeah. Everybody's spray tan. Yeah. Everybody's got those Adidas, white Adidas shoes with three stripes Yeah, three black stripes, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Um... Let's go. Uh, <laughs> like everybody says, a certain race looks, you know, the same. But like I don't know. I think the people up here outdid themselves. <laughs> yeah, and that pressure is the same pressure that the Native Americans had to face back in the day. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's what those people look like. Yeah. So I have to go look like that. I can't yeah. have my jet black hair, and I can't have. Well, they couldn't change their skin tone, really, but, you know, they can't wear the same clothes. They can't have that dark hair, and they kind of, like, change it. Because if they dyed their hair blonde, then they're just tan. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, they, maybe their face would kind of, the uh, facial structure, but. And another thing, well, even now in today's, what's so weird is everybody in America wants to get tan. You know, if you don't have a pigmentation to your skin already, you got to be darker. Mm. That's a that's a need. But overseas and like India and other places, they have bleaching soap that like bleaches your skin. In Jamaica, it's really big. Um, so if you are really dark, um, to get respect, you have to like shed your skin. It's pigmentation basically, and it's like a really toxic thing. But it's really popular over there. Um, so it's like a really weird, but you know, it's in India, European heavily colonized India. Um, it's, you have Jamaica, that was pretty colonized. So, yeah. 
Um, and it's like, you can kind of see where progression lies and where it doesn't. Um, because, you know, we push these westernized beauties and then we're like, oh, let's change it. You know, we were like, oh, it's, you know, we need to be white, we need to be skinny, we need to be this. And now we've moved to, everybody needs to be different. Everybody needs um, to look different. It's now popular to find something different about you um, than rather look all the same. Except when you go to rural places like up here where you kind of see the, yeah. the, the progression gap. And I'm also interested in seeing if... I feel like everyone could have a some sort of symbol, but is Pocahontas a good symbol for the Native Americans? I don't think so. Because that is... Disney version was whitewashed, and yeah. the European version was whitewashed. And there is no real... Uh, face of Pocahontas. It's just her name. Right. So it's like, that's what you're getting marketing off of. Yeah. And the story, which is a lie. It's all lies. So why wouldn't you pick like an actual Native American and go off of that? Because there's tons. And like Sacagawea is mostly famous for helping white people. Yeah. Like. It's all, oh, Pocahontas saved John Smith, which wasn't the case at all. That was false. Like heavily false. Yeah. It was just to fund his future trips. That's all he wanted that story for. <laughs> that was it. Oh my goodness. So you're like, oh, this woman saved me. Give me money now for my, my future trips. That's that's what I need. So we were talking about just this symbolism of what Pocahontas is and if she's a good symbol. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's like, we really don't have many symbols. I mean, this is kind of uh, shining on me a little bit, but I can only think of Pocahontas, Sacagawea, and Sitting Bull. Well, maybe Raging Bull. I don't know if that was a person that might have been placed. But, like, that's really, like, the only ones I know of just from... You know, history classes and um, uh, pop culture. And yeah, whatever. I just remember Sacagawea being taught in like elementary, and I don't even remember what it was about. All I know is she was on that gold coin, the one dollar gold coin. That's what I know her from is the currency. Right, because that was the year two thousand, mm-hmm. and that was the year that I was born. And so, like Sacagawea is tied into in a weird way, my birth year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, a relation to me in some weird way. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, my parents got those um, and the collector coins from that year. And, um, you know, speaking of American Indians, I didn't know this until a few years ago. I was made a pipe for, for like, prior to me being born as a gift I honestly don't remember who gave it to me, but it was somebody who had a lot of American Indian in him, and he made smoke pipes, hmm. like proper pipes. Um, and I, I was given one, and I didn't know that I had that, and I just discovered this pipe, and I was like, what is this? And yeah, apparently I, I had been given that 
but it's just like it, it kind of just goes back to the thing of it's so celebrated mm-hmm. in this culture but man what should we be celebrating in all honesty though well it's kind of weird too because our, you know I'm, maybe I'm speaking for me because my parents are so old but <laughs> my mom was born in 1962 you know my dad was born like a few years after that but you know during that time the treatment towards Native Americans was so foul and it's like you know my mom's had me in 2001 and so is it like you kind of see a generational thing mm-hmm. my mom grew up in this time where Native Americans weren't celebrated you know society was against them and it's like almost they tried to apologize for it in our generation we were born into that which I guess could see why we're so our generation is so into fixing whatever our parents did because you know for the first time our you know we're a generation that nobody has I mean there's people who've been wronged however it was our generations that did that it wasn't us and so I think that's why you see a lot of kids nowadays trying to fix the issues that we're seeing um, but that coin, like you said, it was, you know, 2000, that was what we were born into, you know, yeah. everything of how we reacted and what we know was what we were born into. Um, so it's just, to be fair to that coin though, that coin in image represents motherhood. Because it's Sacagawea and then a little baby on her back. Yeah. I'm not quite sure if that's her kid or I not. I think it was. But either way, that coin was not Sacagawea with Lewis and Clark yeah. pointing, you know. Um, so, I mean, there is a little bit of positive. Well, which is why I say I think there, it was the reason why it came out was redemption. Yeah. Um, we're not seeing them as like primal beings anymore. We're seeing them, oh, mothers, you know, babies, humans. Um, but like I said, it was brought into our generation. That's when the whole idea started to come together. And that's what we were brought into. Um, and funnily enough, what you're talking about, first, you know, like your mom was born in 1962, what's going on right in those times is civil rights movements and everything else. And what's interesting is these things are still happening now. Um, I just saw an article by uh, Embassy News. This was posted not long ago, and they've even updated this as of yesterday. Um, So this is an ongoing story where there's a voting problem with Native American communities. Oh, yeah. Because what is happening is for so long, they had to have an ID card if they're on the reservation. And their ID had an address, but it was to a P.O. box because that's where their mail came mm-hmm. to, was the P.O. box. And now North Dakota is forcing them to have a house address mm-hmm. on their cards in order to be able to vote. So all these people who don't even know what their address is because they've never used it, they just live where they live, Yeah, are suddenly having to scramble to 
just be able to vote. Well, and not only that is, uh, I think people think reservations are, you know, a little small town in the middle of, you know, Arizona, but they're not. Like, they're acres and acres yeah. and acres of wilderness. And um, one thing that I read up on that is, you know, you have to get a car and you have to drive out of the reservation to go vote. Not everybody has a car. We're talking about yeah. poorest people in America and their houses don't have electricity. They don't have, you know, group, uh, what's it, garbage. You know, they have to go burn yeah. their trash. Um, and now we're like, oh, well, you have to have an address. Yeah. And the houses Dakota. were like probably built before addresses were even a thing. Well, I don't think they're living in houses that old, but maybe but the, the spot of the, where it is. Yeah, and the idea, yeah. the concept, a house is a house where you go in. It's not something that should have an address, um, which is really weird. Yeah. But um, I don't think they should even have to have ID cards. Like, Well, I mean... I mean, I see the point of it. ID cards are but okay. But. If you have... Because isn't there proof to have... In, uh, what is it? Like... Isn't that proof that you live on reservation? Like, there has to be yeah. proof. So I think that should be, like, the only thing. Well, uh, I mean, to be fair, though, we, we have have ID cards. Yeah. It's driver's license, but yeah. we have ID cards. But we're also, we were born with the Social Security. We right. were, you know, everything was in place for, for them is why I'm saying it. it's so hard for them to get into society mm-hmm. is because we were like, oh, okay, you... You know, want your land back, we'll give it to you back. However, you're not given the same government amenities because you live on a reservation. So for us, it's like, oh, we can go vote. You know, we have Social Security. We have birth certificate. They don't have that. And So you're practically having to prove yourself, which is why I say if you have a reservation, you have some form of ID. They have schools. Um, that should be... You know, it shouldn't be as extensive as what we have for our people, if that makes sense. Only because there, there is a difference in the way that their community runs versus ours. You know, from the time we were born, government was, you know, setting us up for who we are, who our identities are. Records, they don't have that. So. I mean, they're, I mean, I'm sure they're certainly having to move towards that, but what North Dakota is saying with this is that they're trying to pre- pre- prevent, I can speak, um, voter fraud. Yeah. And there's a little video on this, uh, about four minutes long. It, it's just kind of going through and, and talking to people about this. And there's this one guy who has been going around and, and telling people that need to figure out what their address is. He's been helping them figure out what it is. Um, but he makes the argument of tell us one case of voter fraud, like one mm-hmm. reservation uh, citizen that has committed voter fraud, and they won't. They have never Mm-mm. shown a case of that. Well, the whole thing of voter fraud, like the big outcry for it, came from I think the Bush Bush's brother, I think, when he ran in Florida for Congress. Chip, yeah, yeah. 
that, that that's where that all started. That's why we have Moody and whatever. And so that's where that little outcry came from. And I think it was the people who were doing the tallies who screwed up and not voter fraud. Oh, yeah. You mean in, like, Bush's election in 2000? Yeah. That was George, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't Bush. It was, like, his brother when he was running for Congress in Florida. Huh. And that's when the big – because it was, like, a big old scandal. That's weird because, I mean, I know that it, it was George's election that was a scandal because it, it was – like, it was, Al Gore had won, mm-hmm. and then – they realized that some of the cards were like double punched or something like this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on they recounted it. And by November 26, 2000, exactly a month after I was born, uh, he was you know, officially elected president. But that'd be interesting. I haven't heard that. Jeb, I, didn't, I don't even know what Jeb did. I saw him in the 2016 election. I'm like, oh, Another bush. Yeah. (laughs) So that's like the whole where it stemmed from. Because his brother screwed up and then he screwed up. And then they were like, oh, this is a problem. Right. But it was the American people that screwed up. And not the people. Like, and another thing is there's, there's obviously there's like a big number of people on reservations, but it's not as big as people think. Like, it's not 100 million people. On reservations, it's no. only a, a few. Like in this particular case of um, the people who have box office addresses instead of home addresses, is five thousand. Yeah, that's not. It's they not have major. to have proof to get a box office. Yeah. So or PO box. So that's why it's like I see their intention with it, but yeah. if you're screwing somebody over. That has been screwed over so many times before over this, you know, issue. Yeah. Uh, you need to do something and make leeway for it. It weirdly reminds me of, um, I can't remember the name of it specifically, but um, back when, um, well, like we mentioned really black people mm-hmm. um, first got the ability to vote. Mm-hmm. Well, then there was... The grandfather clause, the... the Fee, yeah, they had the to pay literacy fee, test. Literacy test, yeah. Um, like there was all these like hurdles mm-hmm. just to make it just a little bit harder mm-hmm. for them to vote. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's so weird and, how that's and so it, resemble. And what's yeah, and it's what's crazy is uh, when they started doing that, they started hurting their own people because they couldn't even pass the test. Literacy tests, they could not even pass, yeah. and so then they're like. Um, Maybe we should change it. Um, and it's, I mean, that, that also reminds me of the um, citizenship test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like 300 million Americans yeah. in the United States. Out of those 300 million, I'm thinking a good 40% of those people wouldn't be able to pass. Oh, no. And you have to make 100, I think. Yeah. You can't fail one question. Now, if that was the case, I don't know how many people would be able to do it. I don't feel like it could be only a couple million at that point. Yeah. Um, well, we had to take in high school. We had to take it. Um, I think it was we only got 10 questions out of the whole. whole yeah. And I think I, I maybe have gotten like one or two right. Right. And that was, you know, 
I don't know. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> I, uh, we, it was just a guess. And it's not like it's multiple choice. Like you have to answer with your own opinion, which we say, oh, now it's easier because it's your own opinion. But if it wasn't the answer that they were looking for, right. you're wrong. And those who even passed the test, you had to get a signature that you passed the test. And if, even if you did, you probably weren't going to get it. Yeah, I had to take that as well. But see, I had a civics class back in middle school when I was over in Gate City. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had I took the real one. Yeah. I took the full 120 question citizenship test and had to make 100 on it. Like I had to do that. And then I, I did. I made a 100 on it. And I, I was like, that was so cool to me because, I mean, I'm an American anyway, just because yeah. I happen to be born here. <laughs> I'm an American by accident, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, but to take that, I mean, granted, it wasn't for any official, but it was like, okay, I feel like. I'm cemented into my citizenship. citizenship. Like I feel like I am definitely this. And I don't know. It was a weird sense of pride. And that's, you know, that kind of relates to the topic of immigration. And we talk about, in, in this country, a lot about immigration and talking about, you know, there's one side of the fence that says we shouldn't be doing a lot of these things for. Uh, particularly illegal immigrants, but mm-hmm. even immigrants. But then there's all the other side that says, you know, we should do this, this, that, and the other with immigrants. But, you know, it's so interesting that immigrants are such a topic and we worry about what we should and shouldn't do mm-hmm. when there are people who have been here longer than us. Mm-hmm. That we just we just don't want to talk about for some reason. It's the weirdest thing, and it's not a um, either side. It's 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 a, it's a bipartisan fault yeah. where both of them are just completely ignoring well their backyard. And and you say that, and it you know made me think. In English class, we, we read the book Beloved, and it's you know it's a false story, but its intentions about slavery and how it made the mind work are true. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters killed her own kid because the slave master came back and she said, you know, my kid's dead, it's in a better place than what we were before, which is absolutely insane because you can't fathom it. However, there's a certain justification to it. But um, when we were talking about it, you know, A, slavery is such a heavy topic that nobody really wanted to talk about it. And then B, um, when we did start talking about it, we used, you know, the teacher called out, you're using diction of they and were, he, she, it's not us, it's not we, it's not, so we kind of distance ourselves from that. Well, which is, it's almost like we see it as a different, you know, parallel universe to what we did. Yeah. Which is, we American people had slaves. We American people did the right. Trail of Tears. And we did, you know, it wasn't us. However, we, we did do it. We put and Japanese we, internment camps yeah. and stuff like this. We won't take credit for it. It was the people in so-and-so. Uh, they did that. Or it was whites and blacks. It was, yeah. it was you always have to separate it from, you know... Yeah, my people did this. 
your people did that. And it's I mean, never you're not taking a credibility for what they did, um, which is kind of crazy if you think about it because well, we still use that language today. I mean, I, 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 I I'm kind of thinking, you know. You and I didn't do that. Mm-mm. No one that we know did that. So I get the idea of kind of disting ourselves. But at the same time, I think it's kind of a, worth to say, though, we act like we're above that. Yeah. And we are, but we just kind of forgot that we are not because we still we profit still, off of some of the stuff that Native happens. Americans. The Native Americans is still happening. Yeah. It's, we still, and we profit off of it. Like, And you have to go into it. You really do to understand it, um, which is, I think is another reason why we separate it is because schools won't go into that segment of how deep. Because we know that you know school segregation was a thing. We know that uh, poverty is a, you know, a thing. Um, and you know, generational wealth, yeah. that's a thing. And uh, the way you see it is, you know, obviously, you know, slavery, tears of, you know, trail of tears, they all had something to do with our impact. It's not, and we're still living off of the privilege that we have in some way, shape, or form. No matter how diluted it is, we got here some way. So um, it's just a very, 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 crazy concept which i see why we should start using now terms uh, because it wasn't a parallel universe it was um the 1960s it was happening 50 years ago yeah that's it it's not your mom's your mom yeah my mom my mom (laughs) yeah your mom (laughs) it was within her era yeah as a generation that privilege that she got out of that. I have somehow collected that. And it's one generation. That's it. Um, well, it, I think it honestly would be more like two. But in your family situation, it would be two. Yeah, my sister's. Or one, rather. I mean. Yeah. So, but. and that's, I'm not saying everybody like that, but, I mean, it's the Native Americans that 50 years ago. 50, that's it. You know? Yeah. That's not that long. That's your parents. Yeah. Before that, it was your grandparents. Um, it's kind of like Joe Rogan puts it. Um, we're only three people away from the beginning of America, mm-hmm. which that's not a generation thing because you'd have to be in your 80s before you would have to or something like that. Yeah. Before you'd have a kid and then they'd have to live to the 80s before they had a kid. But even, even still, we've had – lifespans only three lifespans mm-hmm. since you know benjamin franklin was running around and thomas jefferson mm-hmm. and george washington was president like i mean that that was only like three people ago mm-hmm. which is that's an insane crazy. thing to think about yeah which is funny like i said you know we're distancing ourselves from acknowledging how 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 not so far away that treatment was. Yeah. I mean, however, on the bright side of it, I mean, we've accomplished a lot. Oh, yeah. In the past, you know, 
100 years, mm-hmm. 70 years, whatever, than I think we did in yeah. that many years prior. Mm-hmm. Like the first 100 years of America versus the latest 140 or whatever is, you know, vastly different. Yeah, so it's just, and like I said, um, you know, before the progress that we see today and the progression is only by those who fought for it. Um, So you can see the respect and the understanding of Native Americans is probably the same that we had a few years ago, uh, 60, 50 years ago. Um, and, And that hasn't really changed because there hasn't really been an outcry, you know, as loud as the civil rights. Um, but now I'm starting to see a lot of young activists coming off the reservation and fighting and especially about climate change because those are the, you know, first people are going to get hit with it. Um, so, but it's just absolutely insane. You know, I guess the ultimate wish that I have for these people is I mean yeah they, I, I wish they could you know vote without any sort of hurdles and I wish you know they didn't live in such poor places and all this stuff but I, I just wonder like what is there to do about the level of alcoholism mm-hmm. and the level of suicide because both of those things are just, I mean, over top. I mean, they, they, they just, they broke the barrel at this point. I mean, that is just ridiculous is how far that's gotten. Yeah. And it's not a you know, shaming, I guess, of no. those people. But it's like, I don't, I don't know how you fix that. I mean, I know, I guess if you just give them a better life, but mm-hmm. it kind of just goes back into well, our interpretation of a better life is our culture. Mm-hmm. Well, then are we just forcing Western culture on them? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like a, such a hard topic, you know, to like, how do you fix it? Yeah. Um, Cause these people are suffering an addiction and mm-hmm. it's gotta be will if you want to get out of it. Um, And it's something that you have to like really think about um, because do you do, yeah, it's like, do you go in and not really colonize them again, but you're technically colonizing them again. Oh, let me fix you. Cause that's what we said before. Yeah. Let me fix you. Let me fix you. Yeah. Um, But then it's like, you have, you know, the professor that we had, you know, before Mm -hmm. she said they set up liquor shops right outside the reservation, uh, almost enticing them. So, what do you do? Um, So that's something you just have to figure it out. However, do I think it's in some way our fault that they've gotten to that point? Absolutely. Uh, You can say, oh, it's, you know, your own choices affect your own future. If you're born into a reservation, though, your opportunities are limited. Uh, Can't really vote (laughs) the way you want it to change. You've got all these obstacles you've got to fight, so. Yeah. And another thing about helping them is a lot of them resist it. Yeah. Like, if you've heard of um, Crazy Horse mm-hmm. on 
the same mountain as Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. they will not accept any donations mm-hmm. to, to finish that thing. It's not it's not done at all. And they want to do that completely independently. They do not want help at all. Like none. Because they just don't want handouts. That mm-hmm. they're very prideful people. Mm-hmm. And they definitely want to do that on their own. So that's another thing is like not only would it be kind of immoral to just radically change what they're doing, but to start just giving them handouts might be also kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. Um, well, you say Mount Rushmore, and you brought that up. That's indigenous. That was an indigenous rock yep. when we carved our presidents into it. Yep. <sighs> so that kind of. I love that it's the same mountain. That was crazy horse. That that really just ties the irony. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, oh, on that mountain, crazy horse, and on that mountain, we won't put our presidents on. No, it's literally, you walk around, like, George Washington's face, and then you see crazy horse. It's just like, that is... And it's like, maybe that's why they don't want the handouts. Um, yeah. Because I'm not going to take your bloody money. Um, yeah. That killed us. And, <laughs> and then you put your leaders on the arm sacred place here yeah and they did it with the you know the dakota pipelines yeah. and it leaked they said don't take our only water source you're gonna leak your stuff all over <laughs> our stuff and it did it it bursted and it ruined their only source of water and they have no reparations for that what are we doing we're ruining your water source mm-hmm. and then you have to move i mean that's their cattle that's their and these are people and that's why i say you know these people Maybe it is our fault because these are people who aren't alcoholics. Their reser- their reservation is thriving, and then we go in and we do an oil pipeline and ruin their only source of water. And now where do they go? Well, to those places who are heavily, you know, diluted with alcohol. Oh yeah, that that water thing. Mm-hmm. I, they're doing it again I, with another one. That's that's a problem, overarching. I, I mean, I. I I don't remember a whole bunch about it, but I remember watching a documentary in my one of my classes in high school about it, and it's like a huge problem in the northeastern part of the United States in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. But they did it. They took them to court, and they they got to do it. The business got to do it, and then it burst it a year later. Yeah. And ruined it. And they're not going to pay them for it because it was, you know, and I quote this: legal. It was a legal way. For them to do it. However, you ruin millions of people and a whole yeah. economy by yeah. that one move. Mm-hmm. They can literally light their water on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Their cattle's gone. Their their corn, you know, their food, their agriculture's gone. You just ruined a whole society and there's not going to be any reparations. So, any final words? this podcast i want an a (laughs) you want an a well i'm sorry for the cursing (laughs) (laughs) i can do that in post i can there's a little bleep sounds i guess (laughs) (laughs) it's a good thing it doesn't sound like a dubstep song we're good Mm -hmm. all right well i guess thank you for listening to us thank you for listening this is an hour of us talking and uh yeah i I hope that we definitely did the American Indians, Native Americans, Indigenous people, Pocahontas, Pocahontas, um, revamp that. Kind of right. I hope we didn't <laughs> disappoint them too much. So, 
that's all for us today. Mm-hmm.